Welcome to the Side Hustlepreneur Podcast, where business, faith, and inspiration connect to all things side hustle related. My name is Faye, aka the Side Hustlepreneur, and I created this platform for everyday individuals like you to learn how to monetize their God-given skills and talents. So gather around, turn up your volumes, and let's get started. What's going on, Side Hustle family? It's Inspiration Wednesday, and this week's episode is with Halima of The Floral Guru. She shares how she broke into a difficult market, earned $100,000 in her first year, doubled it the following year, and how she expects to double that in her third year. We share everything from how she created a niche that helped grow her business and how she finds balance between work, side hustle, and family life. There's a wealth of knowledge in this episode, so you may just want to listen to it twice, but let's go ahead and jump in. All right, you guys. So I'm super excited. We have someone super special on the line. I am so excited to be interviewing her. Um, If you guys are just tuning in for the first time, each and every second Wednesday of the month, I like to highlight one female who is just out here killing it, whether it is in um, as a side hustle or as a full-time entrepreneur. Um, Halima, who is the CEO of The Floral Guru. I've had the opportunity to know her for, I think, it's been a, quite a couple, a couple, a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. So her husband is one of my really close friends that I've known since I was a kid. And so when I met Halima, um, you know, we just kind of hit it off and, you know, she's just kind of been around for forever and a day. And so now that she has this business called the floral guru, which she is going to talk about in a second. um, I just really believe that you guys can take so much away from what she has to say from her story and just like how she's gotten to where she is. And I really hope you guys are inspired by everything that you hear from her because she has literally skyrocketed skyrocketed her business like tremendously. And so I'm inspired and I know you guys will be inspired as well. So thank you for being on my podcast, Halima. How are you? Absolutely, Faye. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. I love talking about business and I know you do too. So I think this is going to be a really good chat. Yes, absolutely. So of course, like I told you before, one of the things that I like to do is um, as opposed to the traditional, like reading your bio and, you know, saying like all the things that you've done, you know, and all that stuff. I prefer for people to gas themselves up and just basically (laughs) sex themselves. And what that means is unapologetically just talking about who you are. Of course, like a lot of times, like when people start talking about themselves and they proudly talk about themselves, people think that they're cocky or like overly confident or anything like that. But um, on this podcast, I want to celebrate your success. And I think people should celebrate your success as well. So I want you to introduce yourself in the best way you know possible. Tell us who you are. Um, tell us, you know, all about like your business, who you are and whatever else you want to tell the audience. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Halima. I run the Floral Guru. And for those of the people out there who don't know what we do, we create stylish and over the top events. So I started the Floral Guru a little over two years ago. And since then, we've been nominated uh, four times as one of the best event design companies in the country. We've been featured in Essence, Washingtonian Magazine, The Knot, Black Bride, Manoluchi Bride, 
Salonica, I do Ghana, <laughs> a ton of publications. Um, we've also been featured on TV on a show called Our Wedding Story. And then from a sales perspective, our first year we hit six-figure sales. Our second year we doubled it. This year my goal is to double it again um, by God's grace. So that's a little bit about what we've been doing for the past couple of years. Yes, like, the, like see, there's no way that I can personally like, articulate <laughs> that in a bio like a bio would have just been like she's been featured in multiple places like no like you are internationally recognized and you know you've just been doing like and the thing the crazy thing about it is you haven't even been doing this for a long time which we're going to talk about in a second yeah it feels like it's been a long time but it actually hasn't been that long it's crazy like because just to kind of give you guys a backstory so halima Um, started this back when like our friend one of our friends um, was just getting married which was like circa 2017 Mm -hmm. and we're only in 2000 we're at the beginning of 2020 and you have like done numbers so prior to that walk me through like the timeline of what was going on before the floral guru even came about and how you got to even like starting the floral guru Yeah, so exactly what you said. So I started in 2017. And in my life, I was in business school. I was in my first year of business school. And I was working for an aerospace and defense company, which is like the opposite of wedding decor. Um, But what (laughs) happened that year is that I got married. And through the wedding planning process, I just fell in love with the world of wedding decor. I started seeing all of these weddings in Dubai and Australia and California. And I just felt like the DC wedding scene could be as big as what I saw in Dubai and Nigeria and all these other places. Um, So I got married in May, 2017. I took my first floral class in July and then I just started. And when I started, it was supposed to be this kind of small thing that I just do on weekends. Um, But if, you know me, you know that I don't really know how to do anything small. It's, it's right. a gift and a curse. Um, so it just, <laughs> it just grew bigger and bigger. And here we are today. Awesome. Yeah. Now you've, you've done, it's been, it's been great. It's been a great three years. Um, so like, what made you like, why did you choose the floral guru? Like mm-hmm. you're just getting started. What made you say, all right, you know what? The floral guru is going to be the name. Yeah, it sounds crazy, right? Somebody who, I didn't even know how to do a bouquet. I had no floral experience. Um, So I chose the the floral guru because I I thought about what did I want to become? And I knew I wanted to be someone who was focused on flowers and who could kind of create magic with flowers. I also wanted a name that was easy to remember, something that was catchy and straight to the point. I like reading a name and knowing exactly what this company, what this person is all about. And so when I kind of landed on that, it just felt right. Okay. And it's interesting that you actually say that you like, like reading the company name and like knowing what it's all about just through the name, because like oftentimes I tell people that even with your side hustle, people aren't going to know, like recognize you as just like the floor guru. If you would have started off the business as, okay, I'm Halima. And they would have like, okay. You know, like, what, like, so what, what does that do? mean? You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you see, like the floral guru, it's like, oh, wait, oh, the floral guru. Okay. So she's into florals. You know what I mean? So exactly. that, like, that name piece is so important and so many people bypass that. But just by yep. you just having your name, like cater to your market, it makes it easier for people to even want to reach out to you. So I'm happy that you actually exactly. highlighted that. 
But and it also you, makes it easier for your company to go and move on past you. So eventually the goal is for you to be able to retire and your company keeps going. And if it's your name, it's a little bit harder to get past that. Exactly. Exactly. So you, when you first got started, um, I remember, I know you did like the floral backdrop for our friend, mm-hmm. but one of the things that you created was you created this like niche of this bridal, these bridal glam rooms. And I remember first thing mm-hmm. that I was like, I've never seen it. Like no one's even thought about creating such a thing. And like, I'm like, see, these brides have taken it to another level. I'm about to, you know, I was getting ready to be married. And I'm like, they done found a new thing, you know, something new <laughs> to add. And I'm like, I don't have funds for this. But you created, um, you're the original creator of um, bridal glam rooms. How did you even come about creating that concept? Like, what is it? Like, one, talk about what the bridal glam room is, but then talk about, like, how did you even come about creating that, like, specific niche? Yeah, so the bridal glam room, it's basically flowers and decor for your hotel room so that as a bride, you can get really beautiful pictures of your getting ready process. So when I started, um, the getting ready pictures were all just, in your silk robe on your bed and that was it and I thought that that was kind of boring and I wanted to see something different so on my end I wanted to see something different and then when I started it's really really hard to get noticed in the industry because you're competing with people who have 10 years of experience they have relationships with planners venues they have everything that you don't and I was in school and reading this book called Blue Ocean Strategies Mm-hmm. And the Blue Ocean Strategy, which I could recommend to anyone who is interested in entrepreneurship, it's all about finding your own lane instead of competing and fighting with everybody else. And I just love that idea. So I started thinking about, well, what can I bring that's new and fresh? Um, and because I had just gotten married, I thought about, well, what would I want? And for my own wedding, before I got into wedding decor, <laughs> I actually bought a mannequin on Amazon and I put my dress on it Um, just because I I did (laughs) like it's in our wedding pictures like way before I even thought about doing this um because I just felt like my dress needed a moment and so I Mm -hmm. thought about that I was like well you know maybe other people want their dresses to have a moment and just let's build off of it so it's not just a mannequin there's flowers there's a couch and I tested the idea I just mentioned it to a couple planners and they were like yeah you should do it Um, So I did the first one and it just, it blew up because just like you said, people wanted to see something that was new and different and it just, it helped me create my brand. And that was kind of a signature for us in the beginning. Yeah, that, that's amazing. I mean, cause that, like when I saw it, I was like, that's genius. Like Mm -hmm. you need to, and I think I told you, I was like, you need to trademark this. Like (laughs) somebody was going to come out here trying to steal this. I'm like, you are literally the original creator of this. Like It's crazy because, again, like you said, like, it wasn't something that was in the market, but it gave you Mm -hmm. that, like, opportunity to step into the market and brides, you know, brides are always looking for something different, like you said. Exactly. And it was just like, wait, who is this person creating bridal glam rooms? Like, and then especially when you're already, like, you know, you're working with these planners and they haven't seen the concept before either. It's like, they can easily tell their brides, hey, if you want something different, this is, like, the perfect opportunity. So, no, that, that, exactly. that, that's been an amazing thing to see. And I mean, now we see other people doing it. But again, you guys, she's the original creator of the bridal <laughs> glamorous, period. 
and people and people see that one small thing and they're like oh okay wow that's really nice she did a good job what else can she do and then they give you a little bit of a bigger opportunity and then little by little it turns into now you're doing huge weddings and people trust you with these huge budgets um, because I get why no one trusted me in the beginning because I didn't really know what I was doing as much as I wanted to pretend like I did I had no idea yeah. um, so people aren't going to trust you but you have to figure out how to create your own lane so that you're the only option for something. Mm, that's a good, somebody needs to tweet that. Maybe I'll tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you make this decision to get started. You're like, all right, I really yeah. love florals. You know, I'm definitely going to do this. You've come up with the name. How did you land your first customer? Cause like you said, when you first got started, you know, people weren't like necessarily trusting you. So how yeah. did you get to the point of landing your, not even your first customer, but your first like paid customer? Yeah. So it was exactly what you said in the beginning of the interview. So my very first wedding um, was September, 2017, and it was for friends who were getting married. And so they already had a decorator for their reception, but they wanted to do something for their ceremony. So they let me do this flower wall, which to me back then, it was like the biggest project in the world. I was so stressed out. I was putting bullets. It was, it was such a big deal. Um, and now I look back on it. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like it's like, it's like nothing compared to what we do now. Um, mm -hmm. But really just family and friends, they're going to be the ones to give you that opportunity. And, you know, it, it's not about money in the beginning. Of course, you should get paid for what you're doing, but it's not about making money. It's about getting the experience. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So basically, family, friends, you, you threw out yep. the idea um, about what you were doing and they said, okay, why not? And mm -hmm. you went from there. And for, you know, for people who actually don't know me in real life, Halima actually did my bouquet for my wedding. I uh, did. Um, which was very pretty. <laughs> um, so yeah, family and friends is always is always where it's at. So your business, like we, I mean, we've been talking about this throughout the whole thing, but your business took off really quickly. Like you started off, like you said, in September of 2017, but by the time we were rolling into, I want to say like mid 2018 ish mm -hmm. to like specifically like 2019, like you were you were there, like you skyrocketed. So did you like expect that to happen? Did you plan for that? I know that you were, I mean, you were in business school, you have your master's. So was it something that you like planned to like take off so quickly or was it something that just yeah. like happened organically? You know, whenever I see someone that's really successful, especially when it happens really quickly, I know that it's never just something that happens. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's definitely a blessing because I know a lot of people are working hard on their business. But if you see the amount of prayer, time, effort, right. money that I put into the business, um, for me, it's not a surprise because I know how much I put in mm -hmm. and it's all kind of coming back. Um, and, you know, for me, once we started getting a lot of attention, I, I knew that the worst thing I could do is get comfortable and kind of buy into the hype of, wow, this is so great. Um, so, you know, what I always do, and even now is just really just putting my head down, working harder, trying to keep surprising people, pushing the limits. And with every event, I keep trying to earn that name, the floral guru. I want people to come and be like, I don't even know how she did this. Like, that's my goal. Mm -hmm. Like if people don't come and they're confused about how we even made this happen, um, I feel like I haven't really accomplished my goal. And, mm -hmm. you know, 
every year it gets harder and harder because people expect more from you. Right. Other designers start doing what you're doing. Um, but it's all about staying one step ahead of the industry and trying to figure out what's going to be the next big thing and how can I execute it better than anyone else. That's right. And how do you feel like you handle the increase of in attention? So you planned it. You say, okay, I know that I want to be at this place. I'm investing these amounts, you know, this amount of time, this amount of money into like courses uh -huh. and classes and working with other individuals. Like when you started taking off, was it, how did you handle like the intention? Like you're getting all these followers, people are liking your stuff. They're reposting your pictures, commenting on your, you know, on your pictures and all of that. Was it like, like, yeah. what was your, what was your reaction to that? Thankfully, I have a husband who keeps me, like, very grounded, and he always jokes with me that, like, yo, don't become an influencer. So, you know, it, at the end of the day, we're all people, and Instagram right. likes, it, it's nice, but it's not going to necessarily make you money. So I'm not happy unless the business is making money. Um, and just, you know, you're still just a person. It's, it, it's, I really get um, very shy. Naturally, I'm a shy person. I'm a pretty quiet person. Mm -hmm. And I get even more shy when people kind of make a big deal out of the floral guru. Um, because it's, it's just, it's just flowers, it's just a business. I'm just a regular person, just like everybody else. Right, 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 right. So let's shift the conversation a little bit. So you go from starting the business, you know, you start your business, you land your first customer, um, okay. you take off on Instagram, you do, you know, you're doing all these things. Um, there's this transition and the shift that takes place. Talk about that turning point from going from just doing, I want to do bridal glam rooms to fully designing these like full on productions. And if you guys have not seen her work, you can go to the floor guru on Instagram. And I mean, full blown <laughs> productions, like flowers are hanging from ceilings and I mean full-blown production so like how did you what was that turning point like when did you decide to make that shift from doing like the just the rooms to getting to that you know specific point yeah so the funny thing is the plan has always been to do weddings mm -hmm. I started doing bridal rooms because I couldn't get that chance to do weddings. No one would hire me. So uh -huh. it was kind of my way in to show people a little bit of what I could do, build a unique brand. But there's always been a bigger vision. And even now, you know, there's still a bigger vision. Uh, we just started uh, our Floral Guru Academy this year. So we're now teaching other people how to design. So we're getting into education and there's still more that I want to do. So you know, for me, it's, there's this huge vision of what the floral guru could be, but I try and take it step by step. So I feel like I've mastered the world of events and I still want to keep doing events, but now education is next. I want to be the best educator out there. And then after that, there's still something else that's after that. That's awesome. That That's amazing. Okay. So you're, you've added on the academy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're doing, you know, events. But you're also, like you mentioned, you're a married, you're a married woman. You don't do the floral guru full time, you know, mm -hmm. so this is a side hustle. So how do you balance work, <laughs> married life, business, having fun with friends? Like, what does that look like, you know, when you're running such a successful business, but you still have other things that you need to um, attribute to? You still need to go to your nine to five, you know, like, yeah. what does that balance look like for you? Honestly, Faye, it, it's a struggle with a capital S. 
Um, because there just never seems to be enough time in the day to get everything done. So the way that I manage it is just trying to set priorities every day. So I have a to-do list and I divide it into three categories. I have Mm -hmm. three to-dos for my job. I have Mm -hmm. two to-dos for Floral Guru and I have two to-dos for home. And I just try and stick to that list of things. Um, I also have found that if you cut out a lot of the time wasters, scrolling through Instagram, social media, watching a lot of TV, you'd be surprised by how much time you find in your day. Exactly. I have an amazing team now at the floral group that makes it manageable. Um, so I have an assistant, a social media manager, a floral team. They kind of keep the wheel spinning while I'm at work and I'm not able to like respond to inquiries and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, around eight o'clock, I really force myself to shut everything down and mm-hmm. just focus on my family because it's really easy to let your side hustle, let your passion for what you're doing kind of overrun everything in your life. And you have to put down those boundaries. Obviously, you know, when wedding season comes around, I can't shut it off every night at eight, but in the back of my mind, I know, you know, you should have shut this off an hour ago, two hours ago. Yeah. So basically having that, um, having structure, like having Mm -hmm. like needed the needed structure. And I think um, even me going back to work this month, um, that has been, and now having a newborn, um, that has definitely been mm. like you said, capital S. Um, so <laughs> I definitely get the whole having structure because without structure, you literally end up in a position where it's like, dang, wasn't I supposed to do this today? And you don't get it yep. done. You know what yep. I mean? So it's having the balance and actually having those to-do lists. I like how you have like those three different, what do I need to get done at work? What do I need to get done with, you know, at home? What do I need to get done with, you know, the floral guru as well? So that's absolutely smart. But one thing you mentioned was you talked about having um, a team of individuals who support yeah. um, your business. So can you talk about like what your personal support team looks like and how important they've been to your success? Yeah, no, the team is everything. There's no way that I can do all of this by myself. And so just finding people to work with you, not work for you, to work with you that are going to be dedicated to your vision, that are going to represent your brand the way that you want it to be represented, that are going to take this really seriously. So that's on the work side. Um, And then on the home side, probably more important, um, you know, my, everybody sees all of the great things that happen, all of the highs on Instagram, but very, very few people see the lows. And so my husband sees it more than anybody else. He has paid my payroll when I couldn't meet my payroll. He's helped me with events. He's my business advisor. So you need, if not like a spouse, a family member, a sister, a business partner, you need someone to talk to and to get you through the dark times because um, having a company, as fun as it may seem, it's an incredible amount of work Mm -hmm. and it gets very, very lonely and it can get very, very dark. So my husband, my family, as well as my floral guru team, I couldn't have done any of this without them. Oh, that's awesome. So having a support team. Yeah, I heard it first, guys. Having a support team. <laughs> so very necessary. You talked about, like, you talked about um, your husband like being there for 
the low moments. And I know, like you said, a lot of people see the highs, especially with Instagram. Um, we uh-huh. have these highlight reels where we're only posting the highlights, you know, like people aren't talking about, like you said, like, Hey, I wasn't able to make payroll this week. Nobody's posting yep. anything like that. So nobody that you're taking off, <laughs> you know, you're succeeding. It's like, wow. Like I wish I could be like her, you know, I wish I had all these things, but no one sees what's going on in the background. So talk right. a little bit about like, how were you able to stay focused during some of those low moments? Because the reality is, like you said, like any entrepreneur can tell you there's going to be low moments more than one, you know? (laughs) So um, how did you, like, how do you handle, how did you handle your low moments and how did you focus during those times? Like what kept you focused? Yeah. So there were definitely some times when I wondered, you know, is this going to work? Um, Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to, to, turn this around and you know one moment in particular after the 2018 season so 2018 that was my first full year mm-hmm. we hit a hundred thousand dollars in sales but I still lost money that year because mm-hmm. I wasn't pricing my work properly and it was a really tough season I was still in I was my third year of school I had work and I almost had a breakdown and my mm-hmm. husband and I had to have a serious conversation of is this going to work out? Should we shut it down? And you have to just get really honest with yourself and make a plan to turn it around. Give yourself a timeline of, if I don't see these things happening within this amount of time, then I need to revisit if this is the right thing for me, or I need to change my business model. Something has to change. Um, And I think sometimes people think, oh, you know, you just start an idea and it takes off and everything just works out and that's just not realistic you have to pivot when things aren't working out and just be realistic with yourself and set goals and if you're not hitting those goals change something absolutely absolutely I think a lot of I think that that point that you made about if something's not working out then you have to change something I think so Mm -hmm. many people are like always willing to cling to you know an idea and it's like, it's yeah. cool to cling to the idea, but sometimes you might have to restructure or change like how you plan on yeah. making that idea succeed. You know what I mean? So I like Definitely. how you that out. Um, but you talked about like, you hit the first, your first year you hit a hundred thousand um, dollars, but you mm-hmm. still came across like some issues. You were still feeling like this is a lot, like there's just a lot going on. A lot yeah. of times in that first year, of course, we know that's like the year where you're just figuring things out and you're still trying to like figure out, are you pricing correctly? Which is like a big struggle mm-hmm. for just about anybody. But what were some mistakes? What were some other mistakes that you felt you made during that um, first year when you were first getting started? So pricing was definitely the very, the biggest mistake, just not taking my work seriously, focusing too much on what I would pay for it versus how much does it cost and how much should I be charging mm-hmm. to do this type of work? Uh, the second mistake was not taking hiring seriously. So mm-hmm. I, I had a team of people who I thought that I could teach them and they were all wonderful people, very well-meaning. But when you're trying to teach someone how to do something like floral design, what happens is you end up spending a lot of time and money. You get frustrated. You end up doing it yourself. Yeah. And that just burns you out. Uh, so, you know, once I started hiring skilled people who knew more than I did, who could teach me something, that really helped my business turn around and skyrocket and put a lot less pressure on me because your job as 
the founder, the leader of the company is not for me, it's not to be the best florist, it's not to be the best decorator. It's to be the person with the vision to create a strategy, to push the company forward, to be the best salesperson, because a lot of my job is selling, booking brides. And the more you can get rid of the back end stuff. So, you know, when I hired my assistant, that was a huge weight off of my shoulder. The more you can get rid of doing the actual work of your business and working on the business, uh, the more successful you'll be. So that was my second second biggest mistake. It's just not taking hiring seriously enough and thinking that I could kind of get by with, you know, the minimum, if you will. Yeah. And I think um, that's even a good thing that you point out because oftentimes we try to like take the cheap end because it's like I can DIY it or, you know, um, I can just find somebody who I can just teach. But again, like Mm -hmm. you said, you end up wasting so much time because you're training somebody, you're trying to teach them how to do it when there's somebody who's already skilled and knows how to do it and is willing to work with you. And if you would just pay them your business, you can focus on so many other aspects of your business. You know what I mean? So um, it's so important. And I think that's where, um, even as like as side hustlers, I think a lot of people get stuck in that DIY phase. Even I did it for a while, but now I'm at a point where I'm just like, I don't have time for this. I'd rather pay somebody and just move on, you know, and know that I can work, focus on my strengths in the business and grow the business accordingly, you know? So that makes so much more sense. So I guess then it would be, you're now at a point where you guys are thriving. I mean, y'all, like I said, you, you guys are creating productions. You're now in a point of having a whole academy where you're teaching others and um, people are like, enrolling in this course and learning from you and inspired by you and doing all these different things so what would you say the future holds and do you ever have any plans to go full-time into your side hustle (laughs) uh definitely that's the ultimate goal is not to be balancing work and floral guru is to be able to grow it to a point where i can comfortably walk away from my job and know that this is going to be a decision that i'm proud of that i'm not going to regret Um, I think that there is something to be said about following your passion, but I think there's also something to be said about being a responsible adult, making decisions for your family and not just yourself. Um, So eventually that's the goal. And I want the company to be able to run without me. I want us to be still known for stylish and unique events, but I also want us to have the best classes for event Mm -hmm. designers. I want us to eventually get into retail and e-commerce, just anything related to flowers. That's what I want the Floral Guru brand to be associated with eventually. Yep. The guru of florals. Okay. So (laughs) you have so much like so many opportunities to just be able to expand in so many ways. You know what I mean? And so it just makes, it's it's an exciting thing to see and an exciting thing to know that how like much more it's going to grow. So that's the hard part. no, go ahead. The hard part now is really honestly stopping myself from overwhelming my team with too many ideas and trying to go into too many directions at once yeah. and just picking the first thing to start with. And okay, we just have to focus on this for a year and then we can move on to the next idea. But yeah, the ideas are endless. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see it. I am. I'm very excited to see it. So for those who are they're, they're trying to start a side hustle or they've started a side mm-hmm. hustle of their own. And they're like, man, this is super inspiring. Like 
I wish I could get to this point or, you know, I desire to have a side hustle, but I don't know how to start. You know, like people just have so many different reasons for why they don't have a side hustle or why they haven't grown their side hustle, whatever it may be. What is that one advice that you would give to those who are listening who um, really just want to hear something from a fellow side hustler? Yeah. So my number one advice, honestly, is to do what makes sense for your life. And I say this because when I was in business school, there was this huge pressure to build a hundred million dollar company. Like they would always give examples of like Facebook and Uber and all these huge companies. And that's fantastic if that's what you want. Um, And like you said, even now people see what I do and they think, wow, this is so fabulous. Um, But you know, I heard an analogy that a comp- building a company is like jumping out of a plane and trying to build a parachute on your way down. Mm-hmm. It's really, really crazy. And at the end of the day, it's not just pressure on you. It's also pressure on your family. So yep. you have to do what's going to work for everybody that's in your life. And if something is not working, again, have the confidence to just say it's not working and let it go. And mm-hmm. Don't chase after somebody else's idea of success. It's okay to have a $100 million company if that's what you want or a $1 million company or a $200,000 company. You know, definitely don't sell yourself short, but don't chase after somebody else's definition of success. Just find what works for you um, and what works for your family and what's going to make you happy because you don't want to be successful and then you have nothing in your personal life to show for it. I love that being successful but have nothing to show for it in your personal life that that is a word <laughs> okay that yeah. is a word. Yeah. <laughs> and that happens a lot to people <laughs> it really does like it really does and again with this social media um this social media era a lot of people get yeah. caught up in the likes and you mm-hmm. know people like they get caught up in um strangers who will yeah be, you know glorifying them and hyping them up but in reality in their personal life you know it's in shambles. It's so um, it's, it's, that's, I mean, simple, simply put, you know, so that, yeah. that, that is like, it's important. So for those who are interested in connecting with you or just learning more about the floral guru, um, what are some ways that they can get in contact with you? Yeah, we are big on Instagram. We are the floral guru on Instagram, the And if you want to reach out to me, it's info at the Okay. Perfect. And I will have all of this in the show notes. So if you didn't get it, I will write it down for you guys and you can just go ahead and click the show notes and have all the information. All right, Halima, I am inspired. I hope you guys are inspired. Um, I cannot wait to, like I've told you before, I cannot wait to see how humongous the floral guru gets. And, you know, I hope those who are listening were inspired by everything that you had to just offer us on this call. So Thank you so much for interviewing with me. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. And hopefully, you know, you guys get connected and make sure you follow the floral guru and really get connected and see like what she has to offer. Thanks, Alima. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Side Hustlepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, what are you waiting for? To keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at the Side Hustle Podcast, or you can join the Side Hustle family by subscribing to my weekly newsletter at thesidehustlepreneur.com. See you next time.